The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. All right, cool. What is up, everyone? It is week 12 of the Punt and Pass podcast, and it's a special week because we are broadcasting live from two ballpark center. That's correct. Where 680 the fan sports radio is housed. And Aaron, it feels good to be in a studio with real equipment and not my Apple MacBook. Shout out Apple MacBook <laughs> and like Skype recording and jankety phone calls. We're live. We're doing it. And we are on Facebook Live and on Instagram Live. Our call-in number right now is 470-552-0013. Not a lot of heavy-hitting games this weekend, so we said let's do a show with the fans, with some fan interaction, and pretty good timing as well because Georgia got schlacked last weekend. Coach Rick probably going to be in the top four of the college football playoff poll tonight. Butch Jones got fired. Chip Kelly at Florida is heating up. What's going on, dude? Before we have Jay Chad, my man, Jonathan Chadwick, producer of the Buck and Kincaid show in that coveted noon to three slot on 680, the fan sports radio is helping us out on the board. So Jay Chad, appreciate your time. My man, we'll get to the calls here in a second, but Aaron, what's going on, brother? I'll tell you what, it's good to be in studio. It's it's always nice seeing your, your ugly mug over the computer. It's the but first time we've been together since week two. Person. Yeah, we've had some difficulties too on your MacBook. Shout out MacBook. That's my fault, though. Yep. Shout out MacBook. It's okay though. But now in studio together, have some fun. We're gonna get some interaction with the fans. So I'm excited to you guys just give us some calls. We're gonna have some fun and uh, let's see how this thing goes. Absolutely, we're having a social show. You can holler at us on our Punt and Pass social media accounts at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. Punt and Pass at gmail.com. I'm at Drew Butler thirteen. Aaron is at Aaron Murray. 11. Again, the phone number is 470-552-0013. And uh, let's start taking some calls. Jay Chad, do you have the first name, the first caller for us? Yes, it's coming in right now. And here we go. Thank you, sir. John is going to be the first one on the Punt and Pass podcast. This, this first live punt and pass podcast john thanks for calling into the punt and pass podcast how's everything going man johnny there bud quick delay here aaron where are you headed this weekend what game are you calling again i actually get to go to fenway park oh yeah i'm so jealous have you been there before no i've never been i've been to boston a couple times i actually took a visit up to boston college in high school and it was about seven feet of snow and probably about five degrees. So I decided that playing up in Boston was not going to be my thing. So um, it'll be fun though. First time in Fenway park. So it's going to be a good time. I looked at the weather. It's going to be kind of mild, which is going to be a good thing. Yes. It's going to be interesting. I'm interested to see what the field looks like, how they're going to kind of make a baseball field look like a football field. So it should be fun. Yeah, absolutely. Remember my Fenway park story where I went to a game and I got to sit in the owner's box with John Henry. That was a fun weekend. All right, having a bit of technical difficulties. We're still learning here on the fly. Um, but let's talk about some of the games this weekend while we wait. John's still on hold, so we'll get to him in a second. But Georgia hosts Kentucky. They're at that 330 slot on CBS. Alabama's playing Mercer, who almost beat Auburn, and Auburn whooped up on Georgia. Auburn plays 
Louisiana Monroe, Coach Rick in Miami. They play Virginia. So a bit of a relaxing weekend before a huge weekend on Thanksgiving, which is always fun to keep up with college football. Um, anything to look for in this Georgia game this week? I think most importantly, it's just going to be the response that Kirby Smart gets from his players, how this senior leadership responds to what happened a week ago because the season by no means is lost Aaron and there's a lot to play for three victories in a row and they're going to the college football playoff I think this is a great opponent too because it's not a bad football team Kentucky is not a bad football team right now seven and three they're one of the best teams in the east it's I know it is a down year for the east this year compared to the west but it's not like you're good to go in and, and you're playing a team that you know you can just roll over and just beat up they have to get back to practicing well not only to make the improvements uh, from the difficulties they had this past weekend at Auburn, but to get ready for a pretty good opponent. Because if they sleepwalk this week, if they feel even the least bit sorry for themselves come Saturday, Kentucky could upset them. Yeah. They're a good enough football team that if you give them a chance, you never know what could happen. Yeah, and Georgia's a 22-point favorite in that game as well, so we'll touch on that later on in the show. But now's the time. We're going to bring in our first guest, and it's John. John, thanks for calling into the Punt and Pass podcast. How's everything going, my man? It's going pretty good. Uh, it's an honor to talk to you guys. Y'all are Georgia legends. I appreciate that. What you got for us today, buddy? I'd like, I'd like to ask how, how much of a chance do y'all think depend? I don't, I don't know what'll happen this week that Auburn will make it to the SEC championship. And like, what would happen in a rematch between Georgia and Auburn? I'm excited for if, if Auburn does beat Alabama, which I, I think there is a legitimate chance the way Auburn's been playing, they play great defense. It's at Auburn, which is a huge advantage. And Alabama right now is really banged up. So that's going to be a great game. I think Auburn, if I had to pick today, and I probably will pick in two weeks, I think Auburn will win. I think they'll be facing Georgia once again in Atlanta. And once you play a team for a second time, you kind of know what to expect. You know their tendencies. Yeah. So who knows? Yeah. It's a kind of a toss-up. But they do have the blueprint right now on how to beat Georgia. Make Jake Fromm go one-on-one on the outside. Hopefully Georgia starts to correct those problems though these next couple of weeks in order to be able to compete in SEC championship game. But Auburn definitely has a shot. If you go, if they go ahead and beat Alabama, number one team in the nation, go and then beat Georgia, who could be back in the top five by the SEC championship game. There's no reason why Auburn should not be in that Final Four. Yeah, Auburn's playing some of the best football in the nation right now. Certainly has the type of line of scrimmage players to compete with Alabama. I think Vegas moved that line now to Alabama being a three-point favorite on the road. So Vegas believes in them too. And if Georgia were to get a second shot, John, I think I'd like the dog's chances a lot better than what happened last weekend. I I do not expect that to happen again. And also, what do y'all think about the rankings? What do you, what are y'all predictions? What are y'all's predictions for the rankings tonight? Because I I don't know what to expect. I've, no idea. Yeah, I so I mean, it's a little different on this one. I got. We'll just do the. We'll do our four. I got go my ahead. number one. I got Alabama. My number two. I got Miami. The way they've been playing. My number three. Oklahoma. And then four for me is Wisconsin. Yeah, and it's just totally different, John. Appreciate the call too, my man. I, I've kind of put myself in the committee meeting. I don't think you can put Miami ahead of Clemson. I'm going Alabama one, Clemson two, Miami three. Oklahoma or Wisconsin four. I forget who I picked Aaron. I don't know who I put at four, but my one, two, and three is Alabama, Clemson, Miami. Expect that to come out Tuesday evening in that order because I'm more right than wrong. Right, Aaron? You're always right. I think I'm winning this year, though, when it comes Bet to it. You are against so the I spread. Just, just, I think one game. So awesome. We'll see. Thanks for the call, John. Next up, we're going to have Brian in on the punt and pass podcast. Brian, what you got for us, man? Welcome in. 
All right, thank you. It's good. Uh, good talk to y'all. I actually got uh, Aaron's uh, uh, signature sign or jersey sign when, when I was stationed at Fort Leavenworth. So that was pretty yeah, awesome. Over at the training it, camp. Um, no, nah, basically, I just want to know what y'all uh, is playing with the punting, um, the podcast. Is this something y'all gonna be doing long term, or you know, or it, it's um, it's got some end good. It's kind of a fluid situation now, Brian. We are honestly just seeing what happens week to week. Uh, the timing for the podcast has been really good with how Georgia has performed. Um, now that I'm back in the Atlanta area, we're going to have some options here. Um, but as far as what happens after the season, we don't know quite yet. We're trying to figure that out if we're going to cover some NFL playoff games, if we're going to dip into recruiting. Um, we don't know. I think it's mostly going to be based on what happens once the season's over. We have a lot of lined up for sec championship game week so i hope you keep up with us brian but aaron i know we're having a lot of fun and uh, this has been a passion project up to this point i'm excited to see what direction it goes yeah we're having a blast right now it's been great and, and like drew said it's been such a fantastic year in college football sec football there's been a lot to cover and the nice thing about college football especially the sec it's not just in season that news as soon as the season's over with, especially this year, there's going to be so much coaching changes. There's going to be so much dealing with recruiting. And then all of, all of a sudden you're jumping the spring ball, then SEC media day. So that's a beautiful thing. We have a lot of information to, to, to dive into this yeah, season. Yeah, for sure. We certainly do. So Brian, stick with us, man. And whatever happens with the punt and pass podcast, we'll blast it out across social media and keep all of our fans and listeners up to date next up our next caller on the punt and pass podcast this week 12 edition featuring the fans and listeners is tommy tommy what's going on man thanks for calling into the podcast great talking to you guys as a big georgia fan which is awesome appreciate it man what you got uh um who do you think georgia would rather face in the sec championship alabama or auburn <sighs> aaron I'll, take I'll, it away i crank that first one. i think i think right now you want to face alabama i think auburn is a complete football team they're healthy. They're playing great defensively. I think they're doing a great job, a better job protecting Jared Stidham, something they had difficulty early in the season. And I think that's just Stidham getting used to the offense, becoming better, getting better timing with his receivers, his running backs. Carry uh, on Johnson is running like a madman right now. I just think they have more confidence. And I think Alabama, they're just hurting. They're injury prone right now. The middle linebackers, the, the, the right guard, uh, they're going to be, if they do win, they're going to be limping into the SEC championship game. But if they do beat Auburn though, they are going to gain that confidence from winning the iron bowl, which, which should help them. But if I'm Georgia, I'm picking, I'm picking, I would rather play Alabama. I, see, I, th I think I'd rather play Auburn. I, I don't want Kirby smart to have to face Nick Saban in his second year. We know about Nick Saban's record against his former assistant coaches. I would much rather see Georgia want some revenge against what Auburn team that absolutely whooped up on him. This past weekend, Georgia has the talent. If they don't shoot themselves in the foot early, lose all momentum in the game, turn the ball over, they will compete with Auburn and probably beat them a second time around in Mercedes-Benz Stadium during the SEC championship game. So, Tommy, appreciate the phone call. I would like to see Georgia play Auburn again. Stay away from Nick Saban. Aaron says he wants Saban. Aaron is firmly saying Georgia wants Bama. That remains to be seen next up we have cohen calling into the punt and pass podcast this has been a lot of fun so far aaron cohen welcome into the podcast how's everything going man hey drew hey aaron uh just pumped to be here everything's going well here in atlanta i'm uh just taking a work break getting some coffee there so you go complain. absolutely what you got for us buddy 
So I was actually, uh, the caller before me had a perfect uh, question that leads into mine. So I actually would prefer us to play Bama just because of how insanely, like, how good Auburn's D-line is and what it did to our O-line. So what I was going to ask is, in the occasion that we, you know, play Auburn a second time, how do you scheme around a D-line that's just, like, killing your run game? Uh, how would y'all like recommend that we do that so we don't w- like witness another debacle in the SEC championship game? I'll take this, Aaron. I mean, honestly, Cohen, I-, I would like to chalk up Georgia's performance last week as a bad day at the office. I mean, yeah, they got absolutely whooped up on. There's no question about that. But I don't think nine times out of ten, Auburn lines up against Georgia and dominates the football game. I want to see Georgia play Auburn again, because I know they would play better. And I know Kirby smart would have them ready to not make the same mental mistakes again, like they did a week ago. Yeah. They shot themselves in the foot all day long. Special teams, defense couldn't stop the run. Offense couldn't establish the run early. They got put in too many third and long situations. Your quarterback's getting too deep in the pocket, getting knocked around. And and that's something you don't want for a young freshman quarterback. So they're going to, they're going to, Fix the mistakes, especially on the special teams, because when you play these SEC games, especially against Alabama, against Auburn, the offenses are great. The defenses are great. Special teams, penalties, how disciplined are you going to be? And I go back also to my my junior year when we played South Carolina. We went to South Carolina night game. It's loud as heck. It's it's a pain in the butt dealing with the, the noise, calling plays, and we got our butt whooped. And it was just one of those games, too, one of their, their first possession, South Carolina, Connor Shaw throws a bomb, Bakari Rambo goes to pick it off and actually tips it up to the receiver. And you just know at that point, it's just, it's just not going to be our day. Yeah. It's just one of those games where things are just going perfectly right for South Carolina. Everything that could go wrong for us did go wrong. And it's the same thing this past weekend. Everything that could go right for Auburn went right. And what could go wrong for Georgia went wrong. So I, I think if they do play again, in the SEC championship game, I don't think those same mistakes are going to creep up again. I think Georgia hopefully has learned this week. I hope they get to work. And, and, and that's the great thing about Kirby. He knows how to motivate and get those guys ready. Yeah. He was saying humility is only a week away and Georgia was certainly humbled. Speaking of being humbled, Aaron, and we got a couple emails on this, a lot of tweets over the weekend on Sunday night's podcast. I came out, kind of came out and just said, everybody relax, just take a deep breath. This is a 13 game season. Georgia has been playing extremely well. They are in the sec championship right now. But people said, hey, ask Aaron this. In 2012, Georgia had that classic no-show game in South Carolina against the Gamecocks. I think it was 35-7. to Mm -hmm. Was it early in the season or was it middle of the season? It was was the first year we didn't play, like the second game. Okay, so So middle of the season. Six or seven. And people write Georgia off just like all fans love to. And then guess what happens? You guys pick it back up. You put your work boots on. Gurley goes off. Keith Marshall goes off. You have an unbelievable season. And you're 10 yards away from going to the national championship. I mean, I hate to bring up a bad point, but remind Georgia fans that this is football and it's hard to go undefeated. I said it on Sunday's podcast, Kirby smart, four time national champion at Alabama. Only one of those teams undefeated Aaron speak quickly about what it's like to be humbled, but know you have the talent in the locker room and understand you will have a chance to make it to the playoff. And and it happened at a good time. You know, you're not at the end of the season. You're still going to the SEC championship game. Look at Clemson. They go to Syracuse and get embarrassed against a yeah. team that's not even ranked. All of a sudden, there's a chance those guys are going to be back in the top four this week. They win the ACC championship game. They're, They're in. going in the playoffs yeah. and no one cares. No. 
that they lost to Syracuse. Exactly. Georgia wins the SEC championship game. No one will care exactly. that they lost to Auburn at Auburn. It doesn't matter if they went out just along with Clemson, they're in. And sometimes you do. You need to get kind of knocked around a little bit. Georgia yeah. was riding high. They're feeling good. The fans are feeling invincible. And there's nothing wrong with feeling like that. You want to be confident every, heading into every game. But I think now, after that week, I think they're hungry. I think they're determined. Yeah. And I think they're ready to rock and roll these next three weeks. They better be. They really don't have a choice now. Back up against the wall. They know three victories in a row gets them into the playoff. Next phone call here on week 12 of the Punt and Pass podcast, this fan interaction week. Michael, appreciate you calling into the podcast. How's everything going, brother? Hey, guys. What's going on? Uh, just first of all, from a dog living down here in Florida, Gator country. There you go. just want to say thanks to both of y'all. Y'all just are great ambassadors for the school. Appreciate what y'all do. The podcast is awesome. Got a recruiting question for you guys. Please. So out of Justin Fields, Amir White, I mean, all of us are pumped about those guys. Tennessee, y'all brought this up the other day. They're losing players left and right. Who is a guy that you really want to see commit to the G or who's one that you're super excited, who's already committed that you think is just going to bust it out next year? Appreciate the call, Michael. Uh, Stay strong down there in Florida as a Georgia fan wearing the red and black. I don't know his name specifically, Aaron, but that lineman who just decommitted from Tennessee and now he is he decommitted the week he was at Georgia. Butch is gone. I want to see more five-star linemen come to the University of Georgia, especially with what happened just a week ago at Auburn. This kid, I saw some pictures online. I mean, he looks Cade, like an Cade Mays. He looks like an NFL Mays left tackle. Huge. And he's a senior in high school, he was 18 years old. Those are the type of guys that I want. Those are the type of guys that Sam Pittman is recruiting hard. And Kirby knows coming from Alabama, Kirby understands those are the type of guys that create those championship caliber lines of scrimmage. So Cade, come to Athens, brother. I can promise you that it's better than Knoxville. I can promise you that it's a lot more fun than Knoxville, and you'll probably win a lot more games if you do come to Athens your next four years. I tell you what, with all the craziness going on at Florida, at Tennessee, these commitments are going to be all over the place, but I'm excited to see Fields. I'm excited to see what Georgia does next year. I I don't believe Easton's going to be back. I, I just don't. I do. I know you do. I don't believe if I'm him, I'm a competitor. I'm going to a Juco. Then I'm going to go to a big time school. That takes so out. long. Yeah, but you're playing. You get the play. You get the play for two. I'll years. have a baby girl and she'll be like <laughs> a year and a half your, old by be, the time that might be on your second kid. by that time. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I may be on my first. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but no, I, I think he's gone. I think Fields is going to come in and he's such a unique athlete back at the quarterback position. Not only able to throw the football, but run the football. I think Kirby's seen it at all these schools. What a what a headache it is trying to game plan for a quarterback that can run the ball, tuck it, um, kind of like what Deshaun did last year to them in the in the national championship. So, what packages are they going to build for Fields to get him in the game as much as possible? Yeah, I totally agree. I, I absolutely totally agree. All right, let's go to our next phone call. Appreciate that, Michael. Fred, welcome into the Punt and Pass podcast. You're here with me and Aaron Murray. Well, big fans, Drew and Aaron. You guys are great. Love the podcast. I was, uh, I'm was i in Virginia and was down there when your dad was kicking for us and had been just a, a very loyal fan ever since and, and love everything about it. Uh, the follow-up question on the recruiting, this was kind of expected at Tennessee, but do you think uh, we've kind of saved enough uh, scholarships to take advantage of opportunities that may present themselves late uh, with these five decommits and maybe more? 
Appreciate the call, Fred. Yeah, I mean, that kind of plays into the Jacob Eason question right there. I mean, you'll need that scholarship if he chooses to stay like I'm predicting that he will. But Kirby's approach on recruiting right now and his relentlessness, I mean, if he could, he'd sign 35 stars this year, but the numbers just simply are not there. I haven't dived deep into the numbers enough when it comes to recruiting and how many they'll have this season. I think it's going to be around 23 or 25 scholarships. Well, the good thing is they had a lot of juniors from last season decide to come and come back as seniors. So now all those guys are going to be gone. They already have a strong class. Now it'll be interesting how much, how much they are going to dive into those Tennessee commits. And, And the great thing is you look around the sec, especially the East, there's going to be so many vacancies in coaching positions. Oh so all goodness. these kids, they want to go somewhere secure. They don't want to go to a Florida or a Tennessee or somewhere else where it's going to take time to rebuild the program. They don't want to go in there and play for three or four years. And finally the program's good by their senior year. They want to go somewhere like Georgia. They want to go somewhere like Alabama yeah. where they know maybe they have a shot to play early one and two, they can win day one. They're yeah. going to be competing for SEC championships. They're going to be competing for national championships the minute they step on campus. And that's why you see all these kids decommitting from Tennessee. They know that program right now is in shambles and it's going to take a special coach and it's going to take some time to rebuild that program to where they need to be, to be able to compete for championships year in and year out. Yeah. That takes a very, very long time. I mean, don't get confused when coach Rick was let go at Georgia and Kirby stepped in, the talent was there. The recruiting base was there. You know, they had won nine games or 10 games games. or whatever it was that was there. Tennessee total dumpster fire right now. Florida, total dumpster fire right now. Arkansas, going to get a new coach, I think. Texas, Texas A&M, going to get a new coach, I think. Ole Miss, new coach. I mean, There's Missouri, be, possibly well, a new coach. If, if Dan Mullen, if if, yeah. if if Florida doesn't get chip and Dan Mullen goes to Florida, then all of a sudden Mississippi State now needs a new coach. Yep. So you're going to see five to six new faces yeah. on, the, on the sideline this yeah. next year. I think, uh, I think Dan Mullen is a name to watch at Tennessee. Big yep. time name to watch at Tennessee, but we'll... Uh, We'll dive into that a little bit later on in the show. We're going to go to our next caller here. Liam, you are on the Punt and Pass podcast. Thanks for calling in, brother. How are you? Liam, you there, bud? All right, we lost Liam. We're going to go to our next caller, Joshua. Josh, thanks for calling into the Punt and Pass podcast. You're talking to Aaron Murray and Drew Butler. What's going on, guys? I'm a big fan. Appreciate you, man. How's everything going? Week one. There you go. Doing good. What How you, do you guys think we match up versus Kentucky this weekend? I think it's a really good matchup. Um, I know Coach Stoops has those guys playing extremely well. You know, they should have beaten Florida earlier in the season. Florida proved not to be the best football team, but Kentucky brings it week after week. And historically, Aaron, Kentucky has had a lot of players from the state of Georgia. You know, it's going to be mm-hmm. senior day. It's going to be emotional. Georgia has an opportunity to go undefeated inside Sanford Stadium in 2017 but kentucky wants to play spoiler they're pretty good at doing that george is just going to go back to their bread and butter commit to the run game you're going to see jake Fromm do a lot of the same things that he has been doing for the past 10 games and i Mm -hmm. think it's a good matchup for george i think the defense gets their feet back underneath them and the lines 22 i mean that's 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 a big big line i don't know I'll, i'll pick that later on in the show but I think Georgia wins very comfortably. I think they win comfortably. They're going to have a, they're going to have once again, another chance to go against another great running back. Belly Snell jr. Over a thousand yards this year, 15 touchdowns. And they did, they couldn't stop the run last week. They had no answer for it. I know the playing in Auburn, the environment is very intimidating. You're going to be home. You're going to be pumped up. You're going to be in front of your fans. Once again, 
you're going to have the crowd noise at your advantage. But this is not a bad Kentucky football team. And no, if Georgia no, is feeling bad about themselves at all, if they're feeling bad about themselves about not being able to stop the run last week or not being able to hit the hit, create running plays or passing game uh, offensively, they may get upset. There's a chance. And then there's also a chance they may win this game by 40 points. Yeah. They, they're that much better from an athlete standpoint, from a coaching standpoint, that they should come up there and mop this Kentucky team if they go out there and play their best football, especially being in Athens. So I'm looking for a big comeback, and I'm looking to see what Jake Fromm can do after his first loss at quarterback. He's a young kid. People have been all over him this year about how well he's been playing. They've been playing great. He's a, And I love him. I think he's a great quarterback. But now's the time you see this kid, his maturity, his leadership, how does he respond coming into a game after he's just lost? I think he responds by snapping the ball and then handing it off to number 27. You're thinking another Florida game, one. throw about seven times. I mean, no question. Why not? Bread and butter. Kentucky is not as good as Georgia. Georgia should dominate the lines of scrimmage. Get out with a victory. And if it is Jacob Easton's last game at Sanford Stadium, maybe he'll ask Kirby Smart to let him walk out with the seniors. I think he stays. So keep that in mind. Okay. On Saturday, right? We're, put, we're putting a bet down for that right now. <laughs> okay. After this show, we're putting a bet down. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, we're, uh, we are live, Aaron. Punt and Pass Podcast, live edition, broadcasting from Two Ballpark Center, home of 680 The Fan, 93.7 FM, Sports Radio, J-Chad on the ones and twos in that boardroom. Thank you for your help, J-Chad. We're going to go to the next call. We have Richard waiting to talk to us. Richard, how are you? And welcome into the Punt and Pass Podcast. Did we lose Richard? I, uh, Richard, what's up, man? How are you, buddy? All right, Richard. I just got a, a text from you Sharon. Got? Yeah, please. She just texted me. said, y'all are crashing the phone lines. I got to dis- disconnected for the second time. I just can't get through. <laughs> I, I love it. I tell you what. I love it. That's people perfect. people love the podcast. That's right. We're getting good response. Okay, we got Lauren on the phone lines, our first female caller of the podcast. Lauren, what's going on? How are you? Lauren, you there? I tell you what, we're just crashing the podcast over here. <laughs> Sorry, man. Jay Chad. I'm going to get in trouble. We might not get invited back. The phone yeah. lines are jammed. I got, I got a little excited there. I thought that was my mom calling in for a second. Mom's checking up us on on the podcast. She might be. I think she is. Mama Murray can get on Ma- there and talk about the, uh, the Facebook with the Auburn fan last oh, week. Oh, that would be good. I hope we can get her in. I would love to get, her. I actually had an interview yesterday, uh, with CBS. Okay. And that was the main talking point was the, my mom's tweet. I was like, Mom, you're just all over the place right now. CBS yeah. is talking about your tweet, and uh, we're still getting killed. Every time I still look at my phone, what, three days later, people are still hitting me Social up. Social media lives forever. Okay, it's I'm going to take a question on Facebook Live here. Matt Reed says, after UGA's first drive, it was a 40-3 to game, not just UGA mistakes. Can you fix lines being manhandled in three weeks? We may see. Well, Matt, luckily for Georgia fans, they can go ahead and purchase tickets to the SEC championship game. Um, Auburn fans have to wait, and my guess is you probably will not beat Alabama because that's not something that Auburn fans can rely on. I think it can change, though. Georgia's first drive was methodical. Then they started shooting themselves in the foot. I've said it once. I'll say it again. Auburn manhandled Georgia, but Georgia opened the door. Auburn closed it shut. If you play football, which I know Matt Reed never did, if you play football, you know how these games get out of hand quickly. So, Matt, thanks for your question, brother. All right, we're going to go to a phone call here. I believe Richard 
is on the phone line. Richard, how are you, sir? Welcome into the Punt and Pass podcast. What do you got for us, buddy? No Richard. All right, we're going to take the next call, but that's okay. Is Lauren, Lauren's not there either. That's totally fine. All right, let's talk about Butch Jones leaving Tennessee because uh, the John Gruden rumors are out. I saw on Pro Football Talk this morning that he may go to Tampa Bay. You are from Tampa. I'm going there this weekend for a wedding. I'm going to need some restaurant recommendations. Nice. I'll probably just stick to Burns. Yeah, if go I'm, to if the I'm wine you, cellar. Go to Burns, go okay. To, make sure you go to the dessert room afterwards. Dessert room and then drop the Murray the, name. Yes. Okay, perfect. Baby. Yeah, so Butch Jones out. Gruden not going to go. I don't think. I think Dan Mullen is the perfect coach for Tennessee. And if you've been keeping up with the tabloids today, Chip Kelly to Florida ramping up as well. What do you got, Aaron? Your ear is to the ground. What have you heard? I think Chip Kelly to Florida is everything we've been seeing these past couple of days. I think that is a huge possibility. I think it's going to be a two-man race. I think it's going to be between him and Dan Mullen. Scott Frost, I know a name that was thrown out there for the past few weeks. Love him as a coach. I think he's doing amazing things down there at UCF. I think he's going to be able to jump into one of the Power Five conferences okay. in the next few years. I just think he needs... He needs to be more seasoned. He needs more time coaching to be involved in more scenarios, that kind of stuff, and kind of build his way up. Because if you want to throw him into an SEC program, that's a lot different than coaching at UCF. Oh, yeah. It's a different world when it comes to recruiting, when it comes to dealing with the media, when it comes to dealing with fans, to boosters. I mean, it is a full-time gig. Yep. And right now he's in sunny Orlando. Oh, it's sweet. Again, they go to Disney on the off days because he doesn't have to deal with all the media <laughs> that the SEC coaches have to deal Very with. Very true. Very true. It, it's just a different world. And, and that's why you want a, an experienced coach, a coach that knows how to deal with this, a coach that has excelled in that type of atmosphere. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying a Dan Mullen, which I think is a perfect fit. And then chip, I think chips a great fit because his type of offense, what he did at Oregon, the excitement, I think he can with the athletes that you can get at Florida, throw, throw them into that type of offense. I think they'll excel from day one. Yeah. I saw a uh, bowl projection, which I firmly disbelieve in, but they said uh, possibly Georgia UCF in the, Peach Bowl, which would be very interesting. I tell you what, UCF has some great I athletes. I, I don't know. think the line of scrimmage, they couldn't dominate, but running backs, receivers, DBs, yep. very talented, that team in Orlando. Yeah, you've covered them too, so yep. you would know. All right, phone call. Sharon, Miss Sharon, welcome <laughs> into the Pun Pass podcast. How's everything going? Hi, guys. Things are good. I'm so excited to be on here. Absolutely. Oh, we are fantastic Stop sitting us. here in this comfy, comfy studio. We got some <laughs> professionals behind the board here. We are ready to rock and roll. What you got, Sharon? All right, so my question has to do with the ever-dreaded loss. So as someone who is not quite as well-versed in football as y'all obviously are, um, do losses later in the season have more effect on rankings than early season losses if they're for the teams with the same caliber? That's a fantastic, well-thought-out question, Sharon. I'll let Aaron take this one. Go ahead. Well, Sharon, I think that's a phenomenal question, actually. And and November football, football played in November dictates – not only what's going to happen with the, with the playoffs, but also the Heisman Trophy races. These these committee members voting for all these awards, voting for who goes to the playoffs. It's it's kind of what what have you done for me lately, kind of thing. Yes, that's why Auburn now is back into this discussion of being back in the top four. Yep. If they win out, they beat Auburn or they beat Alabama. They they win the SEC championship game, even though they have two losses. They will be in the final four. It's kind of what have you done for me lately? That's why they're playing great football right now in November. And if they play well that first week of December, they'll be in there. And that's why Baker Mayfield, who's played well this entire season, but especially right now so far in November, has been lights out in these big-time games. 
that's why he'll also probably win this Heisman Trophy. Yeah, I think Baker Mayfield obviously solidified himself to be a favorite right now. I'm not ready to give it to him. But Sharon, you asked if it has more implications on the rankings if you lose later or if you lose earlier. And, and I agree with you, but I was driving into the studio today and I was listening to 680 The Fan, Buck and Kincaid, the coveted noon to three slot. And Jeff Francoeur was on there and Jeff is a Clemson guy, okay? Clemson lost to Syracuse earlier in the season. Now everybody's saying Miami's the best team in the ACC. And Kincaid brought up a great point, okay? If you fail a couple tests early in the semester and then you rip off some A's, you're not an A student, okay? And I, I'm going to take it to golf. If you shoot a 55 on the front nine and then you shoot a 35 on the back nine, you still shoot 90. That's not very good. I want to see what you have done on the large scale. And I think that's what the committee, Sharon, is going to be looking at on Tuesday evening when they come out with the rankings. That's why I think Clemson will be number two. That's why I think Miami will not have jumped them. And I think Auburn will be behind Georgia in the college football playoff poll because on the whole, Georgia has a better resume than Auburn despite getting whooped up on them, whooped up by them last week. Okay, I think Richard's on the phone line. Sharon, thanks for that call. Richard, how are you, sir? Welcome into the Punt and Pass podcast. I'm doing all right. Can you guys hear me this time? Yes, sir. Go ahead, buddy. All right. Well, I actually was a student athletic trainer with you guys at Georgia, so I totally support you guys with everything you're doing Thanks, right now. Richard. So that's awesome. Hey, I uh, just wanted to, I guess, pick you guys' brain a little bit. Just obviously we're talking about Georgia, Alabama, Georgia, Auburn. We don't really know yet, but – do you guys really have a preference as far as matchup according to how our offense is going with Fromm versus are we running the ball? I think we just can't be one-dimensional, and Jake Fromm's going to have to step up. I mean, we, we can hand the ball off to Michelle and Chubb as much as we want, but I think you know it's going to come down to Fromm if he's going to be able to win the game or not. Yeah, so. it's, it's going to come down to Fromm at the end of the day. When you play, this, is the, this past weekend was our first real test against a great defense in a hostile environment. You want to look at the rest of the season, really have not faced a top-notch defense. Uh, Florida was pretty good, you know, and they, they handled them pretty well. They just got after him offensively, defensively, but they haven't played a complete football team in a hostile environment. Auburn was the first one. Great offense, great defense. They're going to have to either face them or Alabama. Once again, a great offense and a great defense, a defense that you can't just knock off the ball. Your offensive line is not going to be able to displace those defensive line. They're not going to have the easy lanes getting to the second level, getting to be able to block those linebackers and then getting Chubb one-on-one with the safeties. It's just not going to happen. You're going to have to throw the ball 25, 30, 35 times in those games. Yeah. You're going to have to take advantage of one-on-one and you're going to have to throw the dang ball to the tight end. Yeah. You have to throw the ball over the middle of the field. Okay. It's too much one-on-one on the outside. It's too much. We're going to go and just throw it up and, and hope our receivers catch it. And, and sometimes that works, and sometimes I can bite you in the butt. There's just so much, so much juiciness in the middle of the field. Yeah, it is a beautiful and place. Who, and who is that? Is that Fromm or is that Jim Chaney? It's a little bit of both. Okay, it, it's a tough. Yeah, there's a lot of space out there, but as a young quarterback, it is so much easier throwing the ball to the outside. You know, you have your matchups. It's one on one. You just throw it up. You don't, as a quarterback, young guy, you don't know all the everything that's going on. You don't yeah. see the linebackers as well. You don't see the safeties as well. It's just, it's a little uncertainty. And I think offensive coordinators realize that that's why they make game plans where it's run it, or we're going to take our shots on the outside, but the more comfortable they feel with from, they'll start opening up a little bit more and utilize the middle of the field. Yeah. I, I would just like to see them continue to rely on the quarterback security blanket, which is the tight end. So we'll yep. see if that happens here in the next three weeks leading up to the sec championship game. 
Caleb, you are on the Punt and Pass podcast. I appreciate your call. How's everything going, Caleb? Great. Thank you. How are y'all doing? Doing well. What you got for us, my man? Um, With Georgia and everything going on, a lot of people have been complaining about Jim Chaney and the calls he's making, whether it's not giving Michelle and Chubb the ball enough or not trusting from to make the deep ball passes. What are y'all's thoughts on uh, Jim Chaney and like the calls he's making, especially with the Auburn game, but also all the other games in the past? Appreciate your call, Caleb. That's a good question. I think you go back to, and, and look at what's happened through 10 games. Okay, Georgia has been blowing teams out. I don't care what conference you're playing, and I think that shows that Georgia is a formidable team. Georgia has also been scoring, what is it, Aaron, 38 to 40 points a game? Yep, I mean, they are 30, 35 points a game. 35 points a game. Jim Chaney has had a fantastic season in 2017. I think he's gotten a lot more comfortable with the players that he has in Athens compared to just one season ago. So I'm fine with Jim Chaney. I know his history and his past, he, he's been suspect, and, and a lot of people have questioned his play calling in big games. But I'm fired up to see how this team responds, how the coaching staff responds. And from what I've seen for 10 games, Caleb, I'm willing to hang on and say I'm all in on Jim Chaney right now, Aaron, and I'm ready to see what he can do through that first weekend of December. Yeah, I've liked what he's done so far this year. I think he's he's done a good job mixing it up and really utilizing athletes, but it still goes back throughout the season heading into this Auburn game. They need to pass the ball more. They need to be able to put from into more situations where he had to throw different passes, different plays, not just one-on-one on the outside. I don't think they prepared him well for this Auburn game. When you're only throwing the ball 10, 12 times a game, yeah. that's just not enough reps in live situations. I know they said, oh, we're we're throwing it all the time in practice, and that's completely different. Until you get live bullets coming at you as a quarterback, the thought of getting hit, thought of throwing costly interceptions, all that good stuff, until you get those reps in game situations, it's tough to simulate that in practice. So, I don't think they did a good enough job preparing the young quarterback to face an Auburn team on the road. And hopefully these next couple of weeks, even if they are blowing out Kentucky, even if they are blowing at Georgia tech, continue to pass the ball, continue to build his confidence because he's going to need it. Come the SEC championship game. Yeah, it'll be really interesting. And you bring up a great point. I, I don't think Fromm was very well prepared for the Auburn game either, but I want to see Auburn again. I really do think that because you've played in the NFL and you know when you play those divisional teams, sometimes you have a bad day and you're chomping at the bit to get that opportunity to play those guys again. And Georgia has put themselves in position to play whoever comes out of the West and get a little bit of revenge. And revenge will be needed if Georgia wants to go to the college football playoff. All right, well, that was pretty awesome. Let's start. Uh, I'm going to check out here Facebook Live real quick. Oh, here we go. We got to get one of these questions in, and then you and I can kind of wrap things up, touch on a few talking points. Sean Lettner here on Facebook Live says, Georgia, Miami, Coach Smart, Coach Rick, match up in the playoffs. Is this a possibility? I know it's a hot point right now, but if Miami loses the ACC championship game to Clemson, they're out, right? Just like if Georgia loses the SEC championship game, they're out of the playoff. What do you think would happen? Is it a possibility? I think bowl committees, and I know a lot of it's slotted now. It's a lot different, but I think bowl committees are salivating at the opportunity to get Georgia and Miami to go head to head. Yeah, I think it'd be a great story. I think it'd be it'd be pretty awesome. Do you think you could get sideline passes for that game? Oh man, <laughs> I don't know. The way we've been talking about Georgia this year, I don't think I'd have I to. I'd have to. Uh, Sorry. And I've picked against Miami for two straight weeks. 
and I don't think they're feeling just, the love right you're now. You're left for dead in that game. I'm you just can left watch for dead home. right now. I'll be at home just chilling by myself. Um, I mean, tell you what, that'd be an awesome game. It I would. Mean, two great teams, two great defenses, young quarterbacks on both teams. Uh, I know Malik Rogier is a junior, but his first year playing, he's 10-0 right now playing well. It'd be fun. It'd be a great story. And, and you know what everyone wants, what the media wants, the TV stations, the the uh, the radio, all the newspapers, they want the stories. And they have the coach. There'll Rick be no shortage of Georgia. stories there. I'm telling you, what, we might have about three hours on the podcast just telling <laughs> telling Coach Rick stories and, and talking about that upcoming matchup if that did happen. Absolutely. Ryan Skates adds in on Facebook Live regarding that possible Georgia-Miami matchup. He has a great point. He says, if Georgia-Miami play in a bowl game, we need to get a live camera on Athletic Director Greg McGarity for the whole week. He'd be pacing around. I don't know how he would like that one. Mm-hmm. That would be interesting. All right, well, this has been a lot of fun. This has been a lot of fun. Jay, Chad, appreciate your help. Let's touch on a few more things here before we close out Week 12 of the Punt and Pass podcast. And again, we went live because the games are a bit soft this week, Aaron, gearing up for what will be an awesome Thanksgiving week. It's my favorite holiday of the year. I might run a 5K Thursday morning and then go straight to an adult beverage probably before 11 a.m., but that's just what I do, okay? I earn it in the morning. Oh, boy. Georgia, Kentucky, Auburn, Louisiana, Monroe, Alabama, Mercer, Miami, Virginia. I mean, those are the four teams that we have been covering the most here in the past couple weeks. Anything to look forward to, anything to look out for. Could Miami slip up? I mean, let's be honest. Coach Rick's teams in the past have had that no-show game every single year. Is there any way they could no-show against Virginia this week? I don't think so. I think the way they're playing... And once again, it's at home. I tell you what, they have a favorable schedule. They turnover had, chain. The turnover chain is going to be loud. They were at home versus Virginia Tech. They won twenty eight ten. They were at home this past weekend versus Notre Dame. They won forty one to eight. And once again, now they're at home versus Virginia. They have to go on their last game at Pittsburgh. But the finish the season off three out of the four games at home, yeah. especially against some pretty good talent. I mean, that's a great schedule. And I think. I, I still don't think they're completely filling up the stadium. I think it's tough for those students to travel all the way up <laughs> you, there. You said you've not played there, right? I've it's not, not big. It's just in no, the middle of nowhere. It's a beautiful stadium, though. I think they're starting to get a little bit more packed each and every week. I think they're uh, the fans are starting to buy in. I think the excitement's going on right now, especially because the Dolphins are not playing that well. The baseball team, the Marlins did not have a great year. They didn't make the playoffs. A-Rod. Uh, That's A-Rod, right? I think. No, yeah, I think Marlins owner. Well, Jeter. No, Jeter. Jeter just bought him. Jeez. Yeah. So maybe they'll step it up, but there's just a lot of excitement about the hurricanes football. So yeah, I think they're going to have a great crowd. I think they're going to be feeling good. I think that turnover chain is going to be out there ready to rock and roll against a Virginia team. That's only six and four. All right. Yes or no question. Is Miami back? Yes. Okay. I think so. I think they, um, I think after a winning year, yeah, that recruiting class next year is going to be unreal. Oh yeah. They're going to get the top talent in the state of Florida because Florida state's down. Florida's down big time. If you if you're a recruit, you want the bet the newest, the shiniest thing out there, yep. and that's Miami right now. And they've always had that swagger, that feel, the you. And now all of a sudden they got the excitement going, and and their their two biggest other in state rivals are down this year. Yeah, 
they're going to get some awesome, awesome recruits. Speaking of a guy with swagger, how about Lane Kiffin tweeting out the other day that FAU has more wins combined than Florida and Florida State? I love it. He's is, trolling is, everyone. Okay, he is trolling everyone. He's trolling everyone. Is his name going to come up for that Florida vacancy? Will it come up for the Tennessee vacancy? I know that sounds crazy, but they are in dire straits right it now. It will definitely come up. Okay. He, he's a guy. He's been in these. He's been in the SEC. Name recognition. I think he brings some excitement. He's he's a He's a young guy, but he he has the experience in SEC football. Yeah. He knows how to handle it. I still think he does way too much social media, but young kids nowadays, they love that kind of stuff. Um, he's going to be brought up just because of his name. I don't know how for real it's going to be, but every team is going to discuss him. Absolutely. All right, dude. So fun today. So many talking points to touch on. I know we were a little bit scatterbrained because we're here live for the first time, but once again, I just want to give a big shout out to everyone here at 680 The Fan, Atlanta Sports Radio, my man Jonathan Chadwick, who is operating the boards for us today. Appreciate your time, my friend. I owe you a drink and probably a nice dinner, so hold me to that, Aaron. Thanks for making the trip over here. And to everybody who is on Facebook Live, Instagram Live, appreciate you joining in. Again, you can always talk to us and reach out to us. We are at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram, puntandpass at gmail.com. Aaron's at Aaron Murray 11 I am at drew butler 13 and this was a lot of fun i want to let let make everybody know that we have some very very awesome stuff coming sec championship game week i i think and if you want to announce it here right now i think we're maybe going to do a show per day monday through friday there's just gonna be too much fun not only that obviously we're going to cover a heavy heavy sec championship game yeah for sure but all these other games and these other conferences are going to be awesome they're going to be fun there's going to be so much writing on that weekend to see who's going to make the the final four who's yep. gonna make the playoffs so listen there's gonna be just too much to talk about so i'm all for it man let's have some fun maybe get out and about yes find some restaurants some yes. bars we're gonna do it live do it live do a little a little Bill fan O'Reilly signing we'll do it live maybe get some t-shirts some okay. koozies okay i like let's where your go. head's at let's go big go you're, big you're or go producer. home i just throw out ideas i'll let you deal with it that is very true but you've been <laughs> a big help so uh once again appreciate everybody listening let us know who you want us to have on for guest sc championship week and we will be back with another fire episode of the punt and pass podcast sunday night to wrap up this get ready get everybody ready for thanksgiving week and that will be no shortage of talking points absolutely no shortage so appreciate everybody tuned in thanks once again we will talk to you on sunday see you